Alrighty, Tide fans, welcome to another week here of the University of Alabama Adapted Athletics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Powers, and joining me today is our co-host, Mr. Sean Burns. Coach Burns, how you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing fantastic. No complaints. Uh, you know, I'm really excited about our interview today with our strength and performance coach, Coach Will Wright. Um this is uh, going to be a fantastic interview. I know that for a fact. Will's a high-energy guy, awesome guy. It's awesome that uh, we're going to be able to uh, let uh, let our let our listeners kind of get a feel and and get to know Will a little bit. Um, Coach, you know what? You know what is really really awesome, by the way. What's that? Dynamic fitness and strength. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sponsors today for our podcast, so we're really excited about them. And just to give you a little idea about who they are, they are the highest quality strength and conditioning equipment that is designed just for you and your team. They're made in the heartland of America to drive the warrior hearts of athletes. They, their equipment inspires professional teams, colleges, high schools, and fitness centers, and is a power lifter's dream come true home gym. Make no mistake, Dynamic Fitness and Strength is committed to excellence. Each piece of equipment they make as a badge of pride for everyone on their team. And this basis for their goal to exceed your highest expectations. I tell you what, they do a fantastic job. I absolutely love our uh, weight room and our equipment that we have in there. Um, some, it's fantastic. I know we've we've shared some videos before in the past to yeah, kind of yeah. give an idea as to what our weight room looks like. And they did a great job uh, working with Coach Will Wright and designing that that weight room and some of the equipment in there. The the detail that's in each and every single thing in there is is honestly remarkable. And and you should know you you. Uh, as an as a former athlete and as well as a coach now, you you should know pretty much uh, everything there is to know about the weight room. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a weight room expert, as you if you ask around. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I I think it's great. The uh, some of the coolest parts of it, I think, are just like the the fine details. How the there's an Alabama A on the on the benches and how the the cable columns say Alabama on them. I think that's really cool. Um, and then obviously just the functionality of them, how all of our athletes can, can use every little bit of it. And they're, they're customized to adapted athletes. I think, um, you know, great company and we have an awesome setup and we're really fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just also uh, not to take a turn, but, you know, let's talk a little bit about some things happening here on campus. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, we had we've had a, a big weekend last weekend. Uh, the Tide facing off and uh, against LSU. Uh, I'd say that game went pretty well. Did, did you know Devontae Smith is really good at football? Um, I knew he was pretty good. I didn't. Yeah, yeah the guys, the guys, pretty good. I think uh, the, the entire team 
It's pretty <laughs> dead gum good. So uh, congratulations to them on their victory. Um, I know they face Arkansas this weekend at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas has been pretty tough this year. So uh, hopefully they can kind of go in there, keep the keep their keep locked in. I'm sure they will. They've got a pretty good leadership group there with the football team. And uh, so I won't be shocked that, that they'll be uh, ready to go there as they also prepare for the SEC championship as they locked that up last week. So uh, best of luck to them. And then also uh, the uh, the basketball program, uh, they have uh, a matchup against uh, Clemson this Saturday as well. Um, so best of luck uh, with them or to them moving forward with that. I know they're sitting at three and one this season. Uh, I saw where Coach Oates kind of gave us this, this week, huh? Do what? I like he called out Coach K this week. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now hold on. He didn't call him out. He didn't call him out. He he was asked a question, and he did a good job of articulating his answer there. Um, which I absolutely, I absolutely loved, loved, loved what he had to say. Um, I always enjoy what he has to say. I think um, it's one of the things that's getting overlooked, and that is, uh, you know, he talked a little bit about it on our podcast that we had with him. Um, is you know whenever he had to sit around the house for two weeks because he had he had tested positive for COVID. His, I think he said his daughter had tested positive for COVID as well. And, you know, he talked about the, the mental health aspect and the mental health side of things that yeah. comes with that. And, you know, that was something that he uh, really articulated there in that interview as well. So it was really, it was a really good interview. And, and I think he did a really good job of, you know, getting his point across outside of, you know, that, and you could tell whenever he, he, he did, he was, whatever he said, well, I just wanted you to answer that, not, not me. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was, that was funny. And, um, that was a good time as well. And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, once again, Tide fans, uh, we're really excited about our interview here with, uh, our strength and performance coach, Will Wright. So, uh, without further ado, let's just hop right into that. All righty, Tide fans. We're incredibly excited now to have Coach Will Wright on with us today. Uh, Coach, how's, how are you doing? How are things going? Going good, man. Going good. Just, uh, you know, trying to get everything squared away and uh, ready for the spring semester since we have a little bit of extra downtime right now. But, um, yeah, everything's going good. Yeah, awesome. And that's great to hear. Um, and, um, you know, for those of the, our listeners that are, aren't listening or, you know, anybody that listens to our podcast ever that has, has tuned in before, that may not know you could you give a little background about yourself uh yeah so uh, i'm the director of sports performance for adapted athletics and all that means is i do strength and conditioning i oversee nutrition and i oversee sports psych as well and so those are kind of the three um facets of uh, sport performance that i oversee um and i'm the head strength and conditioning coach so that's how i kind of initially got introduced to the program um but before i came here I was an assistant strength and conditioning coach at uh, LSU. I worked with football and soccer while I was there. Um, before that, I was a graduate assistant at Valdosta State over in Valdosta, Georgia. I worked with uh, multiple sports there, including football. Um, and then before I started there, I was a uh, student assistant at Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama. So I did strength and conditioning there. Um, so I initially went to Huntington to play football. Um, I had a uh, injury that kind of cut my career short there, but it ended up working out for the better. Uh, because I was able to work uh, as a strength and conditioning coach for four years while I was there. And so that's kind of the journey that led me to, to UA before, before I got here. Um, was it that kind of – what kind of injury did you have that led you to 
not be able to play anymore. Well, it wasn't really an injury per se. It was actually a birth defect, but they found it when I got to college. So I have, they call it congenital stenosis of the cervical spine. So basically where my spinal cord runs through my vertebrae is a little bit smaller than it should be. And it would put pressure on my spinal cord. And so I was having some issues when I was in, um, in college uh, while I was playing. And they eventually, they did some tests. They did some x-ray and MRI to kind of check everything out. And they found that. And they basically told me that, you know, they didn't really tell me I couldn't play, but they told me it was my decision. But they were kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of risky. And so I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to play around with that. So that's kind of maybe shut it down. Yeah, that that's a pretty big decision to make at like at that early of an age, honestly. And, and uh, you know, is, is, would you say that's kind of how you got into the career that you are in now? Yeah, absolutely. So that, you know, like you said, it was a tough decision at the time, but like reflecting back on it, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because, you know, as much as I wanted to play football and as, as much as like, you know, everything up until that point was really geared toward playing football. Like that's why I went to Huntington. That's what I was trying to pursue. Um, you know, but when they told me you, you can't really play anymore, well, another aspect of sports that I really enjoyed was obviously the weight room. And I was lucky enough that at Huntingdon, my position coach, Charlie Goodyear, was also our strength and conditioning coach. And so I worked with him pretty much all the time. And whenever I had to tell him that I couldn't play anymore, um, I basically followed that conversation up with, you know, I may not be able to play anymore, but I'd like to still help you out. Is there any way that I could help you in the weight room? And, uh, of course, he allowed me to do that. And uh, I think it was a good situation for him as well because I was actually his first intern that he ever had while he was there. Um, and then, like I said, I ended up interning for him for four years uh, and working with him. And, it, it, you know, he taught me more uh, than any other coach I've worked with up until that point. Um, and even now, like I, I talk to him almost every week um, just to pick his brain about different things, whether it's personally or professionally. And so that relationship and those work, that work experience really was like a huge catalyst that kind of launched me into my career. Yeah, you know, that was actually going to be one of uh, the next questions, like one of the next questions we had for you was, you know, it was, you know, who are some of the people that, you know, helped you and, and continue to help you? You know, I knew I knew personally talking to you a little bit about, you know, Coach Goodyear and how he had helped you. But, you know, do you have any other coaches that have helped you, you know, throughout your career? I mean, I have when I like kind of reflect on the coaches that I've had the opportunity to work with, you know, I'm very fortunate because <clears throat> so at Huntington, you know, I worked with Coach Goodyear, and he's, he's been a phenomenal resource for me. Um, and he's also been there for a really long time. I don't know the exact amount of time that he's been there, but he's probably been there close to 15 years. And so he has a pretty pretty long tenure there at, at Huntington. And then kind of in addition to that, you know, while I was at Huntington, I was able to intern at different places. And one of the, person, uh, one of the people I interned with was uh, Richard Shaughnessy down at, at Troy. And similar situation. He's probably been in Troy for 20 years or so. So very long tenure there as well. I also worked for uh, Michael Dosher at Valdosta State. Same thing. He's been there for 15 or 20 years. And then I worked for Coach Moffitt at LSU. And he's also been there for 15 years plus. And so, um, you know, being able to work with people who have been successful, um, you know, all, all four of those programs are pretty, pretty successful when it comes to sport and, and football, uh, which are the programs I was working with. But being able to work with coaches that have, have seen success at, at a high level, you know, uh, LSU, Coach Moffitt has been a part of multiple national championship winning teams. Michael Dosher at Valdosta State has also won multiple national championships. Coach Goodyear's won multiple conference championships. Troy's won multiple championships. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see that. But then to see them maintain that tenure that they have, 
you know, it's not just that they're, they're good strength and conditioning coaches or that the coaching staff that they worked with were good. Like, you know, they know what it takes to, to build a program, to make it, to have that longevity in that program and to really just, you know, be able to um, develop it out and continue to have success year in and year out and work with those kids and develop, you know, high quality individuals. And so I would say all four of those guys have been huge um, players in my, my development as a coach. And, you know, I still keep in contact with all of them. So, you know, you talk a lot about working with football and things like that. What kind of led you to Alabama Adapted Athletics? How did you how did you even find out about that? And how did you make the transition from football to, you know, with able-bodied athletes to now working with disabled athletes? So it's pretty funny how it worked out. You know, I would have to say that um, I would have to say that, that God really led me into this position because, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to adapted athletics or Paralympic sports at all. Um, I had a little bit. So when I was at Huntingdon, Huntingdon actually has just like a, a really, um, a really, really simple community program. And so they have a lot of their um, physical education uh, majors that kind of help with this program. They run like one of the classes I had to take was adapted physical education. And we had some people come in um, with intellectual and physical disabilities that we would work with and, and coach through classes. And so I had had a little hands on experience from that, but it was very minimal. Um, and then in addition to that, there was a, um, a group called Blaze Sports that came through and they did like an adapted um, sports certification. And just through, you know, sheer happenstance, um, I was able to fill in for somebody that was supposed to be taking that certification, but then they dropped out. And so I took that. So I, then I got kind of exposed to it there. Um, but really that was the only experience I had with it up until I came here. Now, with that being said, so, you know, I was at Louisiana State University. And then when I was transitioning away from there, my wife and I were looking uh, to come back to Alabama and I actually worked at a high school in transition between LSU and, and here. Um, and when I was in that position, you know, we were looking at family planning, looking at a lot of different factors that, you know, moving forward of kind of where we wanted to be and what we wanted to do. Um, and, you know, so we were you know, kind of look, both looking for jobs and seeing what was out there. And, you know, this opportunity came up and it was funny because, uh, you know, I was looking for a job, Carly was looking for a job, and I had mentioned to uh, a couple of people, uh, professional contacts of mine that I was looking as well. And when this job got posted, it got sent to me three or four times the same day. And it was like, you know, this looks like this is right in your wheelhouse, blah, blah, blah. And it was because, you know, like working in high school, it was a great opportunity. But through that opportunity, I also found out that like I would prefer and I enjoy working with college age kids uh, more than, than in a high school setting. And so I was looking to get back into college. But at the same time, you know, we wanted to kind of stay close to our family and things like that. And so Tuscaloosa is, you know, right up the road from where my parents live and where Carly's family is from as well. And so those factors all kind of played into it. And then once I was able to get an interview, kind of meet people in the program, work with you guys a little bit, like it just seemed like the perfect fit to me um, because it was an opportunity as well. You know, I was when I took this job, I was 25 and at 25 years old, it was like kind of, you know, you got it. You do what you're going to do. Like it was your program. You, I had complete autonomy over what I was going to do. You know, uh, Dr. Harden allowed me to do run it how I wanted to run it. And, you know, at that age, you know, and really at any age, just, you know, it's, that's a really a goal for a lot of coaches. And I wanted to be able to do that. And so it just kind of all, all fit together. Like I said, I think I was just led to come to this position and it's been, you know, a great opportunity ever since. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's awesome. And, and, you know, one of the things that, I feel like separates this program from, you know, just a couple is, is kind of the complexity of having international players and, and athletes competing on the national or an international stage. 
really kind of yearly. Um, what has it been like for you going from your, you're typically working with, you know, or I say this, you know, in, 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 an, in an ideal world, or I say ideal world, but typically you'd be working with, say, like athletes from just simply like the U.S. What is it like now working with international athletes and then athletes that are, you know, say overseas for the summer and and then now say even there in this time frame? Yeah, um, you know, it's not, it's not terribly uncommon depending on what sport you're working with. So I would say, you know, with football, um, which is, you know, a sport that I was tied to at, at pretty much every other place I was before I came here. Um, you know, you don't have a huge international presence with those players. You may have a couple here and there. I know we had um, we had some kids from Australia when I was at LSU that played for us. And, and uh, when I was at Huntington, even we had some guys that were, that were international to play for us. So we had a couple guys from England that came over and played. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not a huge, huge thing. But um, with that being said, um, with like, you know, I worked with tennis when I was at Valdosta State and there was a huge uh, international influx of players that played for us on that tennis team. So they were really, they were the um, the dominant factor on that team. And uh, and that was the same with a couple of other um, sports that I worked with. And so not terribly uncommon, you know, it's, it's um, I think in this, in this setting and in any setting, you know, it's really, it's really beneficial. I think that they, you know, people coming from different walks of life, whether that's, you know, just different, economic classes in the U.S. Or, or different places in the world, you know, they're going to bring, they're going to bring a different outlook on different stuff. You know, they're going to bring a, a different energy, a di different thought process. And, you know, in, anything that you can pick up and learn from somebody or any, you know, slight change of angle that you can look at a situation with is going to be beneficial and help you grow as an individual. And so I think, you know, having that international presence is nothing but a benefit to us. Yeah. And, and, you know, so what is it like for you whenever those athletes, you know, say they go back home to Germany or they're training with their national teams. What is it like for you working with them and trying to kind of combine a little bit or, or do something, you know, work with them on their schedule to make sure that they're in the conditioning, like in the shape and conditioning that they need to be in for whenever they come back here to Alabama? Yeah, I think it's been a, uh, it's been a process um, to get that, you know, to a point where we, um, where we like it, but um, it's really just been about building relationships. And so, you know, most of our, our players, you know, if they're playing at the international level, they have a strength coach or a trainer that they work with when they're back home. And so for me, you know, the first thing I was going to do is reach out to that coach and just make sure that they like, you know, kind of show them what we're doing, talk to them about what we have going on, send them our programming, uh, keep them in, in contact with their athletes, keep them updated with their athletes. And that's going to develop buy-in um, from their trainer, from their coach back home. Um, and then we've also, you know, had a good relationship where, you know, the whole point is to build that relationship with them so that they trust us and what we're doing. And once you can get that trust from them, you know, when I have their kids here, they really just let me do what I need to do. You know, they, they trust me to run my program. They bought into what we're doing. They know that um, we're taking care of their kids. Um, and so I, I return the favor when they go back. So when we transition them back home, you know, I, I give I, with their coach. I trust their coach and I trust what they're doing there and I let them you know, take control over that situation and train them there. And so having that dynamic where, you know, they trust us and we trust them, that's just the best, that's the best relationship you can have because there's no micromanaging. There's no, the, the kids aren't getting two messages from two separate people and, and you know, putting them in a, in a difficult situation or where they're, you know, who do I listen to? What do I need to do kind of thing? You know, and so for me, um, it's been an interesting piece of, of, of the job. You know, it's not something I've had to do other places that I've been, but I think, you know, I've had success building relationships with coaches from 
from all over the all over the world um, and having that buy-in from them and that just creates more buy-in from the kids and so and you know it's it's, it's been good I, you know I've had no issues with it I think our kids stay uh, training at a very high level and you know I really got to give a lot of credit to our um, to our players because you know I think regardless of what I'm doing or regardless of what their trainers back home are doing you know we have some really really hard-nosed kids, some really hard-working individuals. And I think that regardless of what their training situation looked like, they would be working working their tails off no matter what because they know how important it is. And they, you know, they love it. They want to be the best that they can be here and at the international level. And so, you know, they're willing to do whatever it takes. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but this is the first year you didn't get to take home a championship ring just due to COVID and stuff like that. So what have been some of the challenges of 2020 for you outside of, you know, little ego stroke of not having that extra ring. Yeah, man, you know, obviously getting some hardware is always great, you know, and I know, especially, you know, I think of it from, from not, not from me, you know, I, I, I could care less about, about getting a ring, you know, like, I, you know, we've been fortunate to win um, championships in the past, but, you know, like I've never even worn my rings before. It's just because to me, you know, it's like on to the next one, you know, like we accomplished our goal, we won, and then, we're, you know, it's time to get ready for next year and prepare for the next season. And so, um, I think I hated it more for the kids than anything, like, because they had worked so hard up until that point, we were days away from going to the national championship tournament. And then it's kind of like, you know, that's it, you know? And I think about, you know, the two individuals that we had, that that was their last year and they were done at that point. And that kind of was the end of their career. You know, that's a really tough way to, to end that season. And so, I, you know, my heart really just goes out to those kids uh, for that. And, uh, you know, with that being said, I'm just glad that we were able to provide them with a safe training environment and a competitive environment this year, uh, which I think we successfully did. And, and that's, you know, that's all we could ask and all we could really hope for. Um, but I think, you know, some of the challenges are just, you know, a blanket statement would be all of the, the, the unknown things that continue to arise and come up on a, on a weekly or even daily basis. And then just having to do things differently, you know, that's, that's tough, but, it's also part of the job, man. You got to, you know, it's, we got to be able to adapt. We got to be fluid in our environment. We have to, you know, assess the situations that are being presented to us and make the best decision um, that we can to try to, you know, move the program forward, move our kids forward. And, and like I said, give them that, that training environment that they, um, that they came here for. And, you know, that's no different than sport itself. I mean, you know, I know both of you guys were, were athletes and, and it's the same thing as playing sport. You know, you're just assessing what's in front of you and making a decision, you know, and that's, that's what we got to do as coaches now on this side of it is just, you know, try to do the best we can for our kids. And so I think that's, that's been the biggest thing is just, you know, it may not be the situation that we're used to. It's not the same training environment that we're used to. Um, we're having to do things a little bit differently. We're having to invest time in places and in processes that we may not have, uh, may not have to uh, done back in, in the future or in the past, I'm sorry. Um, but at the same time, it's just, it is what it is, you know, there, what's the alternative, you know? And so that's just kind of how I've approached that, but um, it's been good. I think it's really helped us grow. I think it's helped us as a program um, to, to change what we've done, to improve some things, to, to grow as a program. I know that um, Dr. Harden would say it was a very productive year for us. You know, we're able to do things like we're doing now with this podcast. And so um, I think that's been good. It's been different, but it's been, it's been good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, for from your perspective, you know, I've, I tried to talk to people about this a little bit. You know, what what was it like going from, you know, that spring, you know, it seems like everything's we're trucking along. We're about to go into the tournament. Bam, everything stops. And then 
there's this little bit of a break and then come to the summer, you know, we, we get presented with an opportunity to, you know, get back in the weight room and you're the leader of this. Now, this is the first, you're the first person that really is kind of getting the, getting the opportunity to get to work with our athletes and stuff. What was it like for you that, you know, what was your approach then with all the procedures that took place in the weight room from all the cleaning, like after, you know, during and after, what was it like for you that you were the first person to really kind of get to really kind of, I guess, experience everything that was going to, going to be happening? For sure. Yeah. First thing I would say, as you said, we had a little bit of a break. I would say we had too long of a break. It felt like forever uh, from, from March when we had to shut it down until we got back in uh, it was, was that early July, I think is yeah. when we got back. And so, I mean, it seemed, you know, it's three months, but it seemed like forever not being able to train, um, not being, you know, just not being in that, that, that general regular situation. But, um, you know, I think when we were given the opportunity to be able to come back in, you know, the, the, my thought process was just making sure we were squared away and prepared to have those kids transition back in to make sure they're in a safe environment. Because the last thing that we wanted to do was obviously bring them in and then have a bunch of positive cases and have a bunch of people sick and then have to shut it down again. Um, and so that was my main concern was just making sure that I was working with, uh, with Mike, you know, um, our director of sports medicine to get everything squared away and lined up, working with the coaches to make sure we were good to go. Um, and then just, you know, presenting that message to the players as well, because, you know, what a, what a huge opportunity it was for us. I remember talking to our athletes when they first transitioned back in and just telling them that, like, this is such a, such a huge opportunity. You know, we were like the third athletic team to come back on campus, which is insane because we're, we're not even a part of athletics. And so it's like, you know, they, we were treated under that same umbrella as athletics for that transition back in, you know, like we, we came in a few days or right around the same time as um, uh, some of those other teams. Like I said, we were like the third team to come back. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of people had to really buy into us and, and put a lot of trust in us to handle it the right way to even get us back on campus. And so that was my biggest thing was like, you know, making sure we were in a safe environment for our kids, but then also making sure that, that that trust that was put into us wasn't ill-founded, that it was, that it was justifiable. And then when those people reflected back on giving us that opportunity, they were like, yeah, that was the right decision. And so I think that was the biggest thought for me coming back in. Like I wasn't, I wasn't worried about our kids being ready to train. I wasn't worried about me being ready to train them because I know everybody was antsy to get back in there um, and, and to be done doing push-ups in the garage at home, you know, so that wasn't a factor. It was more of just like making sure we were capitalizing on that opportunity, keeping everybody safe and, and just, and getting back to work so that we could be ready because, you know, what an opportunity to be like the third athletic team to come back on campus, but then also what an opportunity to, to have the opportunity to train before any of these other teams that we're competing against, because I know at that time, um, and for a while after that, you know, like we were the only adapted athletics program in the nation that was, that was training. And so, you know, that's another huge opportunity is to get that leg up, to get that opportunity to train there and just prepare and, and be ready when, when the time came. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, here recently, you know, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of coaches around the country talk about the, when it, when it comes to COVID, you know, they, they said that the biggest concern that they've had for their athletes is how it affects their mental health and being in that quarantine, you know, having to spend, you know, sometimes they get to campus and, or get to where they're at and they have to spend 14 straight days in quarantine. Um, 
and and we now have for or we've brought on Dr. McCabe, who um, is an excellent excellent at what he does. What what is it like for you bringing somebody like that into our program and to help helping our student athletes with the mental health and and everything like that moving forward for them? Yeah, I think um, I think adding Dr. McCabe um, into our program has been you know nothing but a benefit. Uh, he's a he's a phenomenal resource for for us as coaches and for our kids, uh, especially. Um, you know, just to, to be able to help them work through some of those situations. And I would agree, you know, that is something um, that is concerning coming back in because, you know, we're, we're training kids, you know, with the three, with the three teams that we have um, in our program, like they're team sports, you know, I know tennis um, is, is individual, it's pretty individual when you're competing, but like in the training environment, we're, we're a team, you know, there's, there's, you know, eight people on a, on a program or, or, or possibly 12 plus the coaching staff, plus any auxiliary staff like myself and Dr. McCabe. And, you know, you're just used to being in that, that team family environment when you come back here and you come to train. And, and uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, being, being you know, social in, um, in an academic setting as well, going to class, seeing your classmates there, um, having events on campus and doing things like that. And so, you know, we, we're working with with these, these kids that we're bringing in and uh, they're used to coming to a very social, very friendly, very open environment. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're coming back to that same place, that same location, but it's, it's not the same, you know, we're going to keep you very isolated. We're going even from your teammates, you know, even from your coaches. Cause at first, um, you know, I know both of y'all know when we were coming back in training, we're training in like groups of four and five people and they can't be in the locker room at the same time and they can't see their teammates and they, they can't practice together. They got to do small groups and stuff. And so, you know, it's bringing them back into that family environment that they're used to, but then also building these silos and, 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 and separating people um, that I think is very tough and it is very taxing on them and their, and their mental health. But, you know, that's, you know, like you mentioned, that's where having Dr. McCabe, uh, you know, here is, is a benefit because he can, you know, talk to our individuals, our athletes and, and kind of help them through any of that, um, you know, give them good information, good resources to help them work through that type of stuff. And then he can also, from a coaching perspective, he can help us. He can help us, you know, recognize that in our athletes and figure out what we need to do to try to help them out and just give them the best environment that we can. And so um, I think that it is a concern. I think that having him as a piece to that puzzle has been extremely beneficial, but I think it's just, you know, it's just something that you always have to keep an eye on and you always have to work through and, uh, and realize that everybody's different. People are going to respond to it differently. Um, and, you know, people, maybe maybe good for a really long time and then all of a sudden it's going to be really tough on them and so it's just you know making sure that that's that to me is where the art of coaching plays in and that where you know where knowing our athletes and having that rapport with them is is such a such a critical factor in coaching because you know they may not tell you something's going on but you you'll know just because you have such a good relationship with them and I know Coach Burns you can relate to that as well that uh, you know it's it's just a, a huge benefit to have that relationship with them to be able to see those things. And, and then not only to be able to recognize that, but then be able to talk to them and help them through those situations because they do trust in us and they do um, know that we love them and that we're, we're there to help them out in, in any way that we can. And, and it's not just about the X's and O's and, and wins and losses and getting a national championship. It's just about them as an individual and helping them grow and, and have the best experience that they can. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. And um, one of the things that I have found most interesting about Dr. McCabe is, you know, he, he works with 
the uh, athletics program also on campus, as well as, you know, he came in whenever he was talking, he was uh, talking about how he also works with some professional golfers and, and things like that. Like the, his background and who he works with is really impressive. Um, do you, what do you think moving forward is going to be really beneficial for the program as a whole as to having him, you know, I, I, one of the interesting things I know that whenever he first came in is, you know, he said, you know, create, and I, and I follow him on Twitter as well. And, and I've seen him even talk about this on Twitter is, um, you know, he'll talk about having a notebook for each individual athlete and, you know, making sure that they go into detail on the, into your conversations, write, write everything down. You know, what, what are some other benefits that you could see that he could play for our coaches and our athletes? Uh, I think what benefit do I think he could have for our coaches and athletes? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I think the biggest thing, the the biggest, most beneficial thing that's going to come from having him in our program, you know, for a longer amount of time, like the longer he's been with us, is just going to be um, his ability to fill up his notebook on our athletes. Because you know, just like we were talking about, especially with mental health, um, you know, that's something that's really personal. It's something that I think there's kind of a a negative stigma at times about talking about that kind of stuff. You know, people want to, you know, they want to be able to like, no, I can handle that by myself. I don't need, I don't need help with that, which is pretty, which is pretty funny. Uh, that was something that he and I talked about because it's like, you know, if you need help in the weight room, you're going to ask me if you need help with your nutrition, you're going to talk to, to Sheena, you know, that helps us, there are the dietitian that helps us out in our program. Or, you know, there, if you need help with basketball, you're going to talk to, to Coach Burns or to Coach Ford or, you know, you're going to reach out to those resources. But when it comes to mental health, again, there's just that that stigma about it that people want to be able to handle that on their own. Um, they don't want to have to outsource that kind of thing. And so wh what I mean by that is like him being able to fill up his notebook and just be able to build relationships with our kids, because as those relationships grow and improve and, and get more depth to them, um, they're just, you know, they're going to be willing to talk to him about stuff more. They're going to talk to him quicker. They're going to, you know, be able to kind of dig deep into certain situations and certain aspects of their mental health. Um, and he'll be able to help them to improve those aspects or to emphasize those aspects to, to make them a better, a better individual and a better player. And I think the same goes for our coaches, you know, as he learns their coaching style and how they relate to people, it's just going to help him put certain things in play that are going to, you know, they're going to amplify the things that need to be amplified and they're going to kind of, you know, keep the other things on the back burner when they need to be so that they can build better relationships as coaches and just build that cohesion and rapport with their team so that when it, when it comes to competitions and things like that, they're just going to be firing at a very, very high level. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, you know, um, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you and I know, Coach Burns would completely agree with you about the mental health and how important it is and the, and the stigma that may come with it. Um, and it's one of the things that I was, whenever I first came in, that I was kind of like, like I didn't realize the emphasis that the program had been putting on with mental health. You know, I know that they, you know, and, and it was really cool to see that. And because, you know, you see it around, like, say, you know, like if, for an example, the athletics program they have, you know, they have people that they get to talk to. And they, I know they have a couple sports psychologists that I've, I've met. And it was really cool seeing how our program does that as well. Um, and, you know, we got a, you know, we got a couple questions here. They're more like our last few questions. They're, they're pretty fun. They're not too hard hitting for you. Um, you know, rumor, rumor has it is that you have competed in some weightlifting competitions before. How, how did those end up going for you, Coach Wright? 
Well, I would say, I think, I mean, I, I would think they were all beneficial. You know, there's been times, so I, you know, I competed in, uh, in powerlifting um, when I was in college and I had some success there. That was more my forte, but then, you know, I decided last year I was going to try something new and I did an Olympic weightlifting competition and a uh, very humbling experience, I would say. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like I had my best showing. I certainly wasn't qualifying for any major lifting events. Let's just say that. But, um, you know, I think it was good. It was different. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was good, you know, for me to, to do something a little outside of my comfort zone, but, you know, to be able to, to be able to set a goal, to work toward that goal, and then finally execute that goal, regardless of what the outcome was, was, was fun. Um, and I got to do it with one of my really good friends from Huntington. Um, he and I came in at the same time. We were in the same recruiting class at Huntington. So that was, that was a lot of fun. He's much better than I am. So uh, it was fun to watch him, watch him compete. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was, it was different, good, but a good learning experience for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, I, I nearly, nearly forgot to ask you because I know I've had conversations with you about this guy. How cool is it to see one of your good friends now Austin Armstrong taking the defensive coordinator job at Southern Miss? Oh, yeah, man. It's um, it's great. It's great to watch him have the success that he's had because, um, you know, just knowing him on a personal level and uh, and having known him for so long, like, he, you know, couldn't happen to a better guy. And I know that may be a little cliche and an overused statement, but, um, man, that's just – that's what he does. That's who he is as a person. Like, I can't see him doing anything else. And for – um, him to now be seeing the payoff of all the hard work that he's done, all the commitment, the time commitment, the effort that he's put into it. Like, it's, it's awesome, man. I, I talked to him uh, just a few days ago and, uh, you know, he's, he's real, uh, he's real just focused on the task at hand, man. You know, like I was, I was, I feel like I was more excited for him than he was just cause I know he's, he's ready to get to work. He's ready to, to do his thing, man. But I was like, I was, I was excited for him. I was, I was super Super excited, but um, man, it's yes, it's awesome, man. Seeing seeing him have success like he has has just been, it's been great, man. And it's one of the best things to me. You're going back to just coaching in general, like seeing people around you be successful and grow and develop, man. That's that's the payoff for me. You know, I know Coach mentioned winning national championships earlier, and you know that's great, that's fun. Those are some some great memories for me since I've been here and, and other places that I've been, but seeing those athletes that won that national championship going to be successful. That's the best part, man. That's, that's the most fun thing. And, and the, the memories along the way, the, the bumps, the hiccups, the setbacks, all those things are, 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 are what make it so, so much fun. You know, like uh, I know coach Burns can probably relate to, but a perfect example would be um, the first national championship that we won. And I was here when we were, um, when we were competing uh, at SMSU you know, the reason that that was such a fun game to me isn't because we just won by 60 points because we didn't, right? Or, you know, maybe that wouldn't have even has been a fun game. But the reason it was so fun to me is the fact that we were down by double digits twice and were able to overcome that and come back. Like, that's what made it such, such a good win. And so seeing those people, you know, have success and seeing the hard work pay off like that, that's, that's the best part. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Coach Armstrong. He deserves every bit of it. He's going to do a great job and he's going to do some, some big things, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's awesome to hear you talk about him, and, and then obviously the experience there with the national championships. I'm a little surprised you didn't mention my incredible singing. I know that's probably the highlight of any national championship that you've ever been a part of, and you know I really appreciate that. You didn't even have to say it; everybody here knew it on the Zoom. So, you know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
Well, once again, Coach Wright, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on to our podcast here and join us. It, it was a fun interview for us, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so once again, tight fans, that was uh, Coach Will Wright. Uh, did an absolutely awesome job, and uh, we uh, just once again want to thank him for coming on here. So. All righty, tight fans. So we uh, hope you enjoyed that interview there with Coach Will Wright. Um, you know, Coach Burns, one of the biggest takeaways that I had from that interview there is, you know, it's not surprising to hear him talk about it because we know him and we've been around him a pretty good bit. But listening to him talk about how much he enjoys seeing other people develop, you know, even from being at one of his good buddies or, or an athlete, you know, it was, it's, it's, always, it's always awesome to know that you have a guy that's in your corner and a part of your program that just loves working with people and helping develop people. You know, for you as a coach, what does that mean for, you know, that whenever your, your team goes to him in the weight room or can go to them about mental health or go to them about nutrition, that they're going to have a, you have, you have a guy like that in your corner that's going to make sure that they're, they're going to be the best that they can be. And he's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they're the best that they can be and get the best. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of the most important parts of just our culture at, you know, with Alabama adapted is that's how everyone in our program is. Everybody wants everyone to do well and everybody wants to see our athletes go on and do great things. And I think that's probably a lot of people's why of why they do this. Um, I know it's mine, um, but you know, that's, I feel like that's why, you know, you kind of get into this and it, it's not really about you. It's not because, you enjoy coaching basketball or coaching, you know, tennis or whatever. It's because, you know, you want to see people succeed and you want to try to make an impact on their lives. And that's kind of my, why we had, a, I don't remember who led that circle up that, you know, asked everybody their why. Um, I think it was Will, was it not? It might've been. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, that that's why I do it. That's why I think he does it as, as you can tell. And one thing about Will that I've noticed from, you know, even being an athlete here three years ago when he first got here was he's just incredibly like focused and driven. Um, and, you know, I think that's why you've seen so much success and how he's been able to kind of parlay a, you know, one year of football in college into an entire career of, you know, strength and conditioning at the collegiate level. And I think that that's, that's hard to do. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. And, and it's impressive. The, you know, the, the, the story, I guess not as necessarily the story, but, you know, where he's been, who he's worked with, you know, and, and one of the cool things that I thought that he kind of talked about was, you know, getting to work with coaches that have developed longevity and a long tenure at each of the places that he was, he was at and how good of an experience that was with them because, you know, they're obviously, they're at a place that's, they've been there a while. They're obviously pretty good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, yeah, no, and, and I really enjoyed that interview. I always enjoy talking with Coach Wright, great guy. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see uh, also kind of how Dr. McCabe is going to come, like continue to help our athletes grow, continue to help our, the coaches grow. And that's another thing that I'm really looking forward to. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to bring him into our program also. So, um, you know, well, once again, tight fans. You know, that's that's going to be it for here, this uh, the podcast for this week. You know, uh, I think we're going to have one more podcast uh, 
next week. And then we're going to kind of take a two week break. Uh, and then we're going to kind of get back at it, put the shoulder to the boulder and get back at it in January. So, uh, you know, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we appreciate uh, the support that y'all continue to give us. It means a lot to us here at the program. So uh, thank you for uh, tuning in and we'll talk.